When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. John Stewart is back at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Comedy Central. Kinda, sorta, probably hiring. Can't confirm they're hiring, but my guess is eventually they will be hiring. Huh? They? ESPN's Jalen Rose has announced that he will be getting a divorce from his co-host and wife. Oh. Molly Quirum, after three years of marriage. For real, though? I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. didn't know they were married? I do now. Oh, oh wow. yeah, they were married. He was married to his co-host on TV, married. That's yeah. not uncommon. That happens all the time. Well, not all it, the time, it but it, it has happened in the past. Yeah, there's been people be together and be on camera together. I think it's a a bit exhausting, I would imagine. I think any functioning relationship, I need to get the fuck away from you time. That would scare um, the shit out of me. I ain't gonna even lie to you. <laughs> like, that's, that's just, that's when that, I, and you know, I am in a very good relationship. No winking. Um, but uh, that's the kind of thing where you get in an argument in the car and then y'all be on the air and then you say something to trigger her and then y'all start shooting barbs. Like, that's what I would think. They were coworkers before uh-huh. they were ever in a relationship. Mm. So I want to believe that they can continue on this show. I enjoy First Take, full disclosure. I have been Mm. a guest on numerous ESPN programs across their Worldwide Leaders Network. But in most instances, when one of y'all get divorced, one of you motherfuckers got to leave the show. Mm. So if Mm. that happens, depending on the reason why they got divorced, JG, which we don't know, if it was amicable, then that's one thing. But if somebody was cheating, you can't be sitting across somebody who was cheating on you and talking about sports. How much they made? Enough to tolerate it. <laughs> Bingo. Jalen's already a multimillionaire from his uh, basketball career, I would figure. You know who be fucking all the time, JG? Who? Radio DJs. Facts. But they don't publicize it. They mm. don't publicize it. I don't know, Roy. Public radio, they, uh, NPR has a met and married list that they keep in the elevator. What? Met and married, not met and fucking. That's fair. That okay, fair. That would be a way longer list. Way longer oh. list. <laughs> way longer list. Three elevators. Right. <laughs> You'd have a part A and a part B, depending on what elevator you got in, for real. Like just Ooh. Way longer list. Good point. My name is Roy. This is my job fair. Happy holidays, Jacqueline. Hello. I know this is your time to shine. This is December. Uh, Real quick, I want to say thank you to everybody who came through 
the Baltimore area comedy club. I'm not going to say Baltimore because it's north of Baltimore, but good time out there at McGoobie's. What about um, your birthday? What about Shout your birthday? I didn't do shit for my birthday. I'm not a birthday. Celebrate my birthday. This is my birthday month. Hey, that's not me. I didn't say you were, but did you get a good gift? Did you eat some good cake? Did you have a nice steak? I got myself a new MacBook. Um, okay. New MacBook with a little bit more razzle-dazzle in it as we try to grow this acoustical radio presentation. I need a device that has a few more capabilities. And uh, once we grow this thing, I'll pass the savings on to you guys. And maybe we'll all have nice, new, shiny computers. But we're going to do family. Yes. This week. I think family is very important. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't think the holidays are important. Hmm. <laughs> but that's, I think that's, that's family is important, and therefore the holidays are important because that's the only time everybody is off. Okay. Okay. Right. Okay. I, if it was up to me, I'd spend most of the holidays alone. I'm not a Grinch. I just, you know, I just want to breathe. You, you, know? you have but a kid. That's, that does not change my desires. <laughs> that's, and that's no disrespect to the boy. But yeah. like... One of my many happy places does not mm. include other people. Mm. And I've learned that over, and that's not some hate shit. No. Like you, you mm-hmm. doing mm-hmm. the, the, the mm-hmm. quiz head nod at me. But I think that <laughs> you have to learn what your happy places are yeah. and feed them. You have to water those plants. And for me, being alone is a time to reflect. It is a time to absorb and think about the world. And I still have space for, and it gives me the energy to have to make space for other people. So that's what my birthday generally is because I can steal the birthday. I can't steal Christmas. Mm. Gotta be around people for Christmas. And that's all in the game. Um, so today we're gonna talk to members of our family. Yes. Um, and Hello. Yeah, we may need to hurry up and get to, to Daryl first, Jacqueline. Your brother outside. Yes. He in the streets. It's yeah. cold. Matter of fact, let's just do that. And then we're going to circle back to Cody's most outstanding employee oh, of the well, week. Thank you. Yeah, let's let's get this brother on back indoors right quick. So, <laughs> worst and first, that's what we invite you, the job fair listener, to come on the show and tell us about a worst job or a first job. And uh, joining us is a gentleman that I'm going to be honest, I didn't even know existed. Yep. Until <laughs> clueless a couple of days ago, <laughs> I you know um, I'm gonna be honest in saying that had I known that this gentleman existed, I probably would have chosen some of my words at you a little bit more carefully, Jacqueline, <laughs> over the previous 45 episodes of this program. Because here's what I don't want in my life: what I don't want in my life is an ass whooping that I don't know is coming. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> Talk about it. So, Jacqueline's brother <laughs> is now on the um, on the show. Uh, Jacqueline's brother, uh, Daryl. How you doing? How you doing, brother? First and foremost, thank you for coming aboard the job fair. Happy holidays to y'all as well. Thanks. Well, same right to now. you. Same to you now. What 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 was it like being told what to do your whole life by Jacqueline? Mm. Let's start uh, there. This is your first. She was your first supervisor. <laughs> I got one. I'll tell you a quick story. Okay. Okay. I had 
like two girlfriends in, in junior high. Back back then, back then, you know, we all shared the same phone. We all used the same phone, the same house phone, but we had we were fortunate enough to have two phones. Okay. Okay. So my sister, Jacqueline, she wants to use the phone and I want to use the phone. But I got two girls calling. So one girl called. She picks up the phone and uh, the other phone. I'm on the phone. We're having a nice conversation. She said she wants to use the phone. I said, hey, I'm on the phone. She says, well. Oh, she picked up the phone like in the other side of the house uh-huh, and just like room. talking to you. Mm. Yeah. And says, hey, which one of these girls it is this time? Oh, damn. So like you talking to Keisha and then Jacqueline go, I need to use the phone. Does Keisha know about yeah. Tanya? So she tell her, you know, hey, he Tanya just called five minutes ago. Keisha. Oh, damn. That's the ultimate snitch. That's, that is that is that that violates all older sibling rules that are supposed what? to be posted somewhere, wow. bro. I'm an older sibling. I never do my sister like that, Shari. Yeah, you know I'm saying that's cold, bro. I don't that's even cold. remember that. I'm sorry. See, and see, and that's the <laughs> real. She don't even remember it, bro. She don't even remember it. Mm. Snitching been in your blood this long. Mm. Mm. Did that make you like reluctant to bring women around, JG? After a while, like once you get to high school and you get like your main chick, could the main chick even meet Jack? What's worse, somebody meeting Jacqueline or meeting your mama? Mm. Oh, Jacqueline, of course. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> cold blooded. Mm. Cold, cold blooded. Well, give us, give us real quick, Daryl, just real quick before you dip, give us um, your worst job or your first job. I, under, mm. I know you're military now, uh, and thank you for uh, your service in that, but just yeah. give us give us one story from back in the day. Mm. I really had no bad job. My first job, I worked, at, I worked for um, Calhoun Foods, the first uh, black grocery store. Man, I really enjoyed it, man. Mm. I was That's a stock second grocery. All the way to being a manager, and uh, rest in peace to Mr. Calhoun. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's a down south legend right there. Yeah. Yeah. I love you, Daryl. Be careful. Hey, I enjoy all your company specials, man. I've been checking them out, man. I enjoy y'all. I ain't gonna hold y'all. Look, peace, love, and happiness. Yes, sir. I love you, man. Really, Jacqueline? <laughs> yeah. What? I don't even remember that. Really, Jacqueline. Yeah, she just, did. Just, well, you're supposed to be gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Calhoun Foods. Thank you, Down South Georgia girl. This mm-hmm. was one of the first black-owned grocery stores down there. And um, it was Montgomery, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Yeah. And the last one closed in 2015, mm-hmm. you know, and they've been operating down there and, you know, in the black belt uh, for, oof, Damn near 20, 30 years. Yeah, yes. over 30 years. And he built a base, though, by ensuring he knew his customers by name. Yes, I could run over to Walmart and get two cans of pet milk for my mama. But I know Greg Calhoun ensured that my brother had a job. My cousins had a job. You know, yeah. those jobs were there. So I'm going to spend that extra dime over at Calhoun Foods, no matter what was going on at Walmart. So I know we did it a little bit out of order today. Um but 
I'm happy we did. I'm happy that we got your brother back yeah. inside. I cannot fucking wait to tell Rod about your hating <laughs> ass. Hating, bro. Oh my lord, Jack. Hating. Now, now wants, let's let's talk let's about stop him. down. Let's stop down. Well, I, we don't know how old you are. That's always been a mystery. But how older are you than your brother? Hmm. Maybe three, four years. That's enough in middle school. You're in high school. You may as well be assistant mama. Right. At that point. That means you were a senior when he was a freshman. You could you could ruin all his days. He wasn't talking about nothing. I'm sure of it. Mm. But that ain't your place to decide. Mm. If he's talking to Tanya and Keisha, let him talk to Tanya and but Keisha. But you can't. What you trying to- You can't to... hold up the one phone in the house all day talking about absolutely nothing. Well, he's got to talk to the same thing to both chicks. That's how you keep from forgetting and mentioning yeah. something to somebody. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta put the work in. You know what I'm saying? You 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 can't just you know call a girl quick. Back then, there was no no way to send pictures and nothing. You had to work. Well, and who you had to call? Then. Who you mm. had to call? Probably she's going to be on the phone. Probably mm. my mama to tell her something. Thank you. And you know Switch what? Ass. It's Damn. it's. I didn't know. I I don't even remember that happening. I feel bad that that's in his. Cycle. Yeah, he still hasn't mm. forgiven you. <laughs> we asked that dude. What was worse, to bring the girls home to his mama or you? He no doubt very quickly said you. Absolutely, because I, so, yeah, right, I get right scarred to the nitty gritty of it all. <laughs> but you know what? He and his wife every year buy me a sweater for Christmas. Oh. And you don't get the wife shit because you don't believe in gifts. Let's get now into Cody's most outstanding employee of the week. Mm. Now, JG. Yes. I'm going to drop you something in the chat here. Okay. That um, if you, if I, if I tried to explain it to you, I don't think you would believe it. Okay. But if you see it, click on the link that I've just sent you. And I just want you to read the title of this YouTube video. This one comes to us courtesy of third, who is always scouring the internet for Weird sports <laughs> shit early in the morning before his children awake and ruin his self-esteem. Facts. Um, it, <laughs> it says one-armed Hooper goes crazy in first AAU tourney. Hansel Emmanuel is not just hype. He's legit. legit. Hansel Emmanuel Donato is a six-foot-five one-armed basketball player from the Dominican Republic and he lives in Florida and this motherfucker can ball. He can go. He can go. Crossovers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Finger roll. Dunking on cats. Watch the video, Jacqueline. Don't even pay attention to us right now. Me and third in our zone. Ralph sent me this shit. Oh. And this was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that part. That Look part. at him ball. That part. Balled himself all the way to a Division I scholarship offer from Tennessee State University. Yes, sir. That's wonderful. It's that dude, man. And they're not being gentle with him. They are like no. defending <laughs> him. And his hair is so cute. And they are really defending him. Yeah, why not? If you out here with two arms, I'm going to D you up like you got two arms. Yeah. Mm. And do you think this guy wants somebody to give him slack? No, Hell nope. no, nope, nope. There's a there's another video that I that I sent you to, Rory, where uh, it's an ill sequence where there's two kids on the other team versus basically him, 
and the kids come all the way up the court, dunk the ball in his face and yell. My man gets the ball and goes back down the court by himself, dunks it and yells at dude. So another dude's like, no, I want some too. He does the exact same thing. He's better with one arm than I've seen people with two. Like, it's ridiculous. He fell and they were about to help him up. He got right up on his own. He is the tangible embodiment of hard work and trying Mm -hmm. and not giving up. And it's one of those things where you cannot ever question whether or not you're doing enough. If he's out there, then you can do it too. Absolutely. And it's, it's a beautiful, it's just a beautiful thing to see. And the thing that I love about it is that someone just wants to be treated as regular and motherfuckers is D'ing him up like he regular. Yep. Mm. The college program gave him a scholarship like he's regular. And not just any college, damn it. An HBCU. That's my sister's alma mater, Tennessee State University, by the way. Tennessee State. So, like, no you know, much days, love. To, yeah, much, much love. But people don't even know that if it weren't for Tennessee State, you wouldn't have Wilma Rudolph and the Tiger Bells and all the track stuff that they did for USA Track. There'd be no USA Track if it were not for Tennessee State University. There would not wow. be a certain number of NFL players in the league if it were not for Tennessee State University because of the 60s and the 70s, no black college sent more people to play in the pros in Tennessee State. Mm. Nobody. Oh, and, and they also had this young lady that attended there by the name of Oprah Winfrey. So, you know. Never heard of her. Not, yeah, small yeah, small time, small One time. One other thing, that's a testament to his parents also because his parents told him or someone, whoever is in his life, they told mm. him there's nothing you can't do. They mm-hmm. planted that seed and he watered it. That is beautiful. He's real good too. What do you say <laughs> wow. when you see somebody like that coming coming through the lane at you? Like I know there's a coach out there is totally complaining about he can only go right, but like the way he goes right is better <laughs> than anything I've ever you seen. You know in which my way going. You coach, know, I still can't stop. I can't stop him. it. <laughs> <laughs> you going to hell? Like I already know there's an asshole coach at some point in the game that's just gonna say some shit. He's only got one hand, son. He's only got one hand. Come on, son. Get it together. Oh. Asshole, Ralph. <laughs> I'm just saying. This. <laughs> you can't. You can't. You know what I'm saying? You can't, you can't dispute that there. I ain't saying. For focusing on your goals and still not giving up on them, Hansel Emmanuel Donato, you are Cody's most outstanding employee of the week. Nice. Well done. deserved. Well deserved. All right, now. After the break, we're going to still talk this family shit. How beautiful. Don't yeah. act like you cool with your brother now. You and oh. your brother need to go to therapy. <laughs> we do. Ooh. Oh my God, we do. Ooh. Like, Whole family. Whole family. A little something. Little your brother loves you, but he was also like, hey, why are you make it so hard on me? Whole family. Why don't you treat me like that? After the break, <laughs> we're going to talk to Ralph's dad and uh, right. see what Ralph the second, Sir Ralph the second can tell oh, no, us about Sir Ralph junior. the Thirds. That's Junior. That's Major, yeah. Major Junior, Major Ralph M. Cooper Junior. Oh, Lieutenant there. Colonel Commander. Nah, no, Major, Major Cooper. <laughs> we'll be right back. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. 
John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. You get hilarious satirical takes on entertainment, politics, sports, and more from John and the team of correspondents and contributors. The podcast also has content you can't get anywhere else, like extended interviews and a roundup of the weekly headlines. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Job fair. Back in this thing. We're kicking it for the holidays, man. If you want to be a part of the program next year in 2022, we'll still be going strong. RoyceJobFair at gmail.com. RoyceJobFair at gmail.com. If you want to share a job that's hiring or... Tell us about a supervisor that you hated and, you know, things of that nature. Maybe you maybe you work for a TV show and you was having having sex with one of your co-workers and then y'all got married and you got divorced and you're going <laughs> to come on the program and tell us about workplace romance and the ins and outs of corporate approvals. I mean, mm. this is my loose ass to Jalen Rose. To Have you ever had a workplace romance, Roy oh, or Ralph? Oh, oh shit. At not ESPN level, like nothing where I needed to notify HR. Okay. I dated, I had a coworker at Golden Corral. We dated and like everyone knew. Yeah. Like we were, but we that's were Golden like Corral, bro. Like that's Golden Corral. Exactly. It's that's, not Disney. Come on, like, man. That's, that's not a workplace romance. That's a, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a, uh, a relationship of, uh, what am I trying to say? Opportunity, proximity. like she's right there, right? Proximity. You right there, she yeah. right there. Hey, what you doing? I don't know what you doing. <laughs> Shit, <laughs> that's what that relationship. That's go to corral, bro. That that's that that. Come on, Dad. I'm trying to think in radio. We were talking earlier about radio romances. I have, Ooh. I've come close mm. in radio. Mm. I've mm. come close. I've dated a listener. Which we talked about before. Third, you only do that once and never yeah. again. Yeah, you it's like you learn quickly from that bad idea. That's like a whole mouthful of wasabi at once. That's just yeah. all. What's this green yeah. shit? Mm-hmm. This is good. Yeah. This is How? not good. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I'll stay Mm-mm. out of that. What, what do you, What do you not What do you not understand? How did you even meet this listener? I mean. You call oh, that's in. That's the easy part. You they call flirt. her in. Yeah, yeah you just that's... be flirting with them while they on hold to talk to the host. That's the easy part. How old were you? It was early twenties. Okay, I was like yeah. it's barely on the payroll. Anything yeah. under thirty. I wasn't the host of the show. It wasn't like twenty fourteen radio. This okay. is like 02. 95 mm. what's up? Yeah, I want to comment on the on the subject of the day. All right, cool. What's your name, Keisha? Where you calling from? West End. Oh yeah, I used to live over in West End. What part of West End? Such <laughs> such West End. Oh, so you know so and so. Mm-hmm. What you been doing today? You want some free movie tickets? Nah, you know Keisha. I like your voice, Roy. Your voice sound nice. Oh, well, you know, girl. You, you know, want some free you know, movie tickets? You want some free tickets? Yeah. Girl? So we used to do this thing called Flick of the Week. Flick of the Week was a Friday night movie promotion that we used to do out at the Carmike in Birmingham. So I say, and I knew as an intern, I was going to be working the flick of the week table. Oh, so I would em. put your name down. Yeah. And when you're Keisha, I know you're Keisha. Hey, it's me from earlier. Let me know how you think about the movie. And then you come back out. Now nah, I got you. Did you Boom. sit with this girl in the movie or? No. No. Okay. I'm at work. I'm, I'm at work. Asking. I'm not a savage. 
I'm yeah. working. I'm just trying to get you a free ticket, Queen. Go ahead and check it out. You Something good? Something about yeah. this story. It's so, it's another layer in there, and I can't figure out what it is. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We had sex, and I found out she had a boyfriend that was a gangster disciple that worked at Foot Lock, and I thought he was going to murder me, so I never called her again. Thank you. Relationship over. Don't when date the done. callers. <laughs> never Wasabi. date the callers. Thank Wasabi. you. <laughs> Ever. It's always something. <laughs> That's a true story, by the way, I, JJ. Mm-hmm. That's a very true story. Mm-hmm. That dude would have murdered my ass. But we're not here to talk about murder. <laughs> nope. Murder's not Christmas stuff. Nope. Sure not. We're talking family. Yes. And joining us right. on the program is a brother who I can only assume survived parenting, Ralph. With uh, probably a lot of aspirin, and um, he doesn't seem—he doesn't strike me as a belt type father. He strikes Shit. me as more of a stern father. Uh, That's because sir, the camera is not on. That is—are you serious? Like what, Sir Ralph the <laughs> Second? Joins us on the job fair, Sir Ralph Junior. Welcome aboard the program, sir. We're just doing family week this week. Glad to be here. Oh, thanks for your invite. I would love a quick just summation of the military and that militaristic upbringing for you. I know it led to Ralph traveling a lot of places and falling in love with Korean barbecue and apparently a little <laughs> bit of K-pop music <laughs> as well. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. That's it fair. also. It also made him fall in love with Germany and football and everything and just this multicultural experience. And then you all come back to the States. Where'd y'all come up there? Was it it DMV? Uh, My father, uh, my father is from South Norfolk, uh, a.k.a. Chesapeake, Virginia. So whenever. No, South Norfolk, Chesapeake ain't got a dig on thing, do it. (laughs) Go ahead, Dad. (laughs) Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Ahead, so man. Junior, oh. so Ralph Junior, yeah. What what was that? What was that like, man? Just <laughs> raising, like being from a military raising, or just period. You know, as a parent, doing... no, seriously, as a parent, having to bounce these children around because of your job, like what was that like as a parent? Did you ever feel guilty about that, or was it just it is what it is? First of all, I was an officer, and some people said it's being snubbish. Not it's not being no, it's snubbish, not... just a fact. Huh. Because it's an impact on who your children with. My kids were mostly in white neighborhoods, the white kids. Okay, and it's real easy to forget you're black mm. when you, you know, when there's 50 people in the organization and only one black in it, and we had to rear mm. our children in that environment. It was very critical for us, I think, after we was in Saudi Arabia, that little Rafa came home and said, "Cool, damn." And my dad, wife and dad, I looked dad, at each dad, other. Dad, Don't let him finish. Hold up, hold up, dad, let him finish. Dad, you can't call me Lil Ralph, man. Shit. <laughs> oh, Lil Ralph, man. Yes, you can. <laughs> Go ahead. And oh, uh, shit. my wife and I went on a, we went on a, a black history culture thing. Mm. Because we felt it was important that our children knew who they were. Yeah. And it's really easy to get lost. In the, to, to understand the rest, of the, it's real easy for them to get lost in their identity and everything else mm-hmm. if we didn't make sure they were doing that, that we were making sure that they understood what they were 
where they came from and their heritage and the struggle. It wasn't hard. It was difficult for them to accept the fact when somebody called them a nigger. Mm. You know, some people really kid and we don't, uh, you know, we don't tell them the truth. So I don't, we went from, I went from Germany to uh, Saudi Arabia to Korea and some other places. And they were good assignments. And I'm not going to argue about that. Uh, I, I will never doubt that. I learned a lot. They learned a lot. They were exposed to it. But I have to add one of the key factors in their child rear, and that was their mother. Mm-hmm. Their mother, you know, Ma, Joyce was an avid reader. Even when we was dating each other in college, you know, she'd be reading um, Roots and Pimp Brother and a couple other books that was part of the literature class. So that helped yeah. bring me along to understand. Yes, Roy. What was he, going just, on. he did say that my mama was reading Iceberg Slim because my mom had the entire Iceberg Slim collection, and that's where I learned about him from. Stop interrupting him. It's my daddy. I'm sorry. My wife played a very vital part of them coming up and understanding what was going on. Uh, Ralph and them could read before they were three years old or whatever. They got mm. that from their mother. When we would travel from airport to airport, places to places, they would be going on the airplane with backpacks full of books mm-hmm. and things of that sort. And doggone it, they read them. They, 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 they did fairly good with, with doing those types of things. It was also important that we maintain our identity. A lot of times we, we get in certain positions uh, and, and being officers, with, we forget what we are and where we came from. And because you forget what you are and where you came from, your children will not ever understand where they came from because you never took the time to explain it to them. Okay? When we went home, some friends of mine, and I'm going to tell you, I, I won't know Angel. Okay, I was out there with the boys doing everything the boys did out there on the corner back in the 60s and 70s. I was out there. Yes, I did it. Drank and everything else. Mm-hmm. Chase, whatever you want to call it. Hey, so when I came home. Pretty mama, shake it down, cat daddy. Why you reading this Roots book, baby? Get with me. Yeah. Uh, be, yeah but he was a little bit more. He was, he was, uh, but the point I was trying to make was <laughs> well played. That. She's a little more <laughs> elegant than that. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Often uh, think that part of the father's job is to tell him, especially a boy, to tell him the truth that ain't nobody gonna tell him. Mm-hmm. Yes. You understand what I'm saying? That they were exposed to quite a bit of things, and I was glad of that. Um, but. I thought that rearing them, we felt that rearing them, that it was important to stay connected to who they were, mm-hmm. that they understood their family, and that they understood that there was a future for them mm-hmm. in this world. And one of the first things that happened to me, you know, people send your kids, you know, you go to school back in that day, and I'll gladly say, I'm BC. I was before computer. Okay. okay? And being before computers is that I did not grow up with a computer when I was growing up. The type of stuff I had was not the type of things that you all have today. But that's important. 
it's important because you study things and you're studying for things that did, for, for careers that did not exist when I was coming up. Yes, sir. Okay, I went to college. None of the things that I'm doing now, the college kind of helped me, but a lot of that stuff grew as we, we go forward. And, and the point that I'm really trying to make here is that we are preparing our children for careers that do not exist. Hmm. Okay? And, and, and think about it. Your child, five or six years from now, 20 years, he's going to be doing stuff you won't do. A lot of that stuff you didn't even know exists. Mm-hmm. It evolves into that. And that's one of the things I kind of learned in the Army in corporate America. Life is always evolving. Sure. Don't not, if you stand around and think things are going to stay the same, you're not. Things change while we breathe it and talk. And there's some type of social or uh, mechanical or some type of change that's taking place that will have an impact on your life. Mm-hmm. They're training for tomorrow and so are you. So that's kind of, I don't know if I answered the question or not, but good leaders were better followers. Mm. You have to follow before you can lead. Mm-hmm. A lot of folks think just because I'm in charge, you know, that, that, that that's not the case. You know, any, any book or manual you read or in life, you'll find out that a person that was an outstanding leader was an outstanding follower. Yes. Because how could you, if, and, you know, that's a, 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 a truth there. You, you know, you have to be a follower. And I have to remind folks of that sometimes. And I'm sorry, and my final thing I'll say mm-hmm. is what my daddy told me. Why? My daddy told me, don't never say nothing until you ask. Don't always pop out the answer. You learn more by mm-hmm. listening than by talking. Mm-hmm. Just sit down and listen to what? Uh, somebody's saying, and I guarantee you, you will walk away a heck of a lot smarter than those who was doing all the talking. You can't see me, but I have on a super cute Christmas hat. And because this hat is cute, mm. sir, my question is, would you be interested in Christmas caroling with us? Oh, no. Word, really? You can say no. No, I'm if you if you need, I'll follow. How about that? We got one. Yes, sir. I got it. I'm on it. Thank you so much, Ralph Jr., for Thank coming you. on the show. And um, when we do meet, sir, uh, shot of whiskey on me. Okay, that's 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 that that, that, that that's good. I can drink a lot of whiskey now. <laughs> Hang on, now. let me. Yeah, Sorry, let me we think about this. Yeah, see, we, in no, the army, good, yeah, good, them army, them army boys drink top shelf too. Let me take that back. When yeah. I see you again, sir, hamburgers on me. <laughs> That's what's up. Okay. So well, you know some hamburgers are shot cheap as hamburgers, but anyway. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. Thank you, brother. Bye. Lord, thanks, Dad. Thank you all. And you all have a Merry Christmas Aww. and a Happy New Year and Kwanzaa. Yes, and may you have a bountiful and healthy year. Yes, thanks, sir. Thank, Thank you. you all yes, very much. Respect to you. Appreciate you, Dad. Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye. Oh, I love him, Ralph. Oh, he's going to Christmas Carol with me. Oh, it's going to be great. Man, um, not to sound corny and shit, but uh, I've been doing media and journalism and shit for almost... 20 some years and I had so many things to say but it didn't hit me in the middle of the interview that's the first time I ever booked an interview with my father 
on on anything, man. It just got really overwhelming. So, are you crying? I am. Oh, well, man, that was a little dope for me. I don't know if y'all understand, but that was that was a lot for me, man. That was a little. Cool. I'm happy it was, man. Oh, I'm happy cool. it was for you. Like he he sounds like a brother that definitely had his head on the right on the right path. Like he, he definitely, <sighs> your dad definitely. It's kind of like my dad, where he see you having too much fun. Like when you were a kid, you, your dad see you having too much fun, and he come in the room and remind you, don't forget about what white folks done to us. Yeah, he <laughs> leave yeah. out the room. He was that one. He was that one for most of the time that I was growing up. And then when I hit around like fifteen or sixteen, um, he started dropping the other jewels. Like my mom wouldn't be around. Like I was gonna say it tonight, but I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't bring myself to say it to him. My dad, uh, quite famously, actually, all of my friends from college know it because they all would test him. My dad told me before I went off to Morehouse that I was going to get sick of pussy. And I had no idea what he meant. He said it just as plain. <laughs> I'm dead ass. He, sa- he said it straight to me. He was like, boy, one day you're going to get sick of pussy. And I was like, how am I going to get sick of something I ain't even getting? Like, that don't even make sense to me. Why would you say some shit like that? And um, by the time I graduated, I got his point. You know, it was, it was his thing was it was never about the pussy. It's bigger than that. Like, you up here chasing this shit is a bigger thing that's a foot. Um, and he he... Yo, so my homeboys would come down from college because I say that shit at school and they meet my dad and they wait for my mom to leave the room like, so Mr. Cooper, is it true that you told Ralph? Yeah, I told him he was going to get sick of pussy. It's true. It's true. It's true. <laughs> so, <laughs> that, you know, he's a, he's a, yeah, Pop Dukes. Pop Dukes came on and represented, bro. I, I, yeah. Parents are interesting in that you eventually reach a threshold with your parents where it transitions from like a hierarchy to mm-hmm. more of equals and kind of like like my mom and I it's still understood you are the you are the senior officer but there is a lot more of a brother sister interaction to us and a lot of frankness mm-hmm. about you know life and opinions and people and stuff like that that's very very also much more direct mm-hmm. yeah my no. mom's very direct with me. Yeah, but to say with my pops, um, and truth be told, to my my um, to my my wife's father who passed as well, uh, that was a relationship I had both of my fathers, so to speak. These guys, neither one of them, ever like the older I got, the less it was sugarcoat, the less it was, the less it was like, come here, let me tell you something, boy. And more was like, man, these and it was like, oh, okay, no problem, yes, sir. Mm-hmm. So you're telling me to, oh, okay, no problem. So. They, you know, and, and it's crazier now, even that I'm married and I have a child. I often find myself calling my dad and being saying, saying I'm so sorry, bro. Like, I didn't understand what you were trying to tell me when you beat me playing basketball. But now I'm trying to raise the boy and I'm a bench him. So now I get it. I, I'm sorry. I understand. After the break, uh, we're going to holler at the homie Narado, a.k.a. Rod for short, and uh, break down some topics. Uh, and then we'll be joined during Scam of the Week by hands down, and I'm going to tell him to his face when we have him on. Probably one of the top three scammiest people I know. That is my <laughs> younger brother, Justin. Word. He will be joined by an extension of the Wood Family Tree after the break. And I'm not saying he's a scammer, but he knows all the scams. I support this. Yeah. Job fam, we'll be right back. 
Hey there, Jordan Klepper from The Daily Show and Comedy Central. Ever wonder what happens behind the scenes or want to catch some extended interviews? Well, now you can. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast for full episodes, extended content, and a whole lot more. The Daily Show Ears Edition is available wherever you get your podcasts. Jaffa, Fair, we back. Last one before the holiday break, y'all. We, um, for the last time in 2021. It's time for us to bring on the show our black people, white people, ologists. And this person's job is to analyze the conversations and social and pop culture trends that are happening within the various cultures in this company and give you, the job fair listener, a couple of topics you could use to break the ice at your job. His mama named him Narado. We call him Rod for short. Let's finish strong for 2021. Give us another topic that black people and white people could converse about. I'll let you decide which way to kick it off. We'll kick things off with black people because uh, it's something we've recently talked about. has had a lot of twists and turns recently. So white people, right now, what you want to be talking to black people about is the Jesse Smollett trial. It has wrapped mm. officially mm. after, after oh, more man. weird testimony. <laughs> The verdict, the verdict came down the last verdict week. The verdict is mm. in now. Um, we talked about this last week. Justice Smollett was accused by Chicago people. Well, he faked, he staged a hate crime to mm-hmm. try and get publicity. And then the police with cameras figured out it was two niggas you hired to beat you up. Mm-hmm. And it was never any white people. Mm-hmm. You, We spent all never. these resources looking for them white folks. Right. So we charge you with filing fake police, whatever the hell. Six counts of a felony. Of filing false police reports. Okay. And uh, yeah, the testimony has been all over the place from, uh, you know, the brothers have have stated that uh, Jesse Smollett hired them to do that. And and that was their job. And he gave them the whole plan. Uh, Jesse Smollett has testified that he was having sex with one of the brothers. And... What does uh, this, that have to do? With- I, I, it appears that his defense, his defense team's whole strategy has been just plead not guilty, and maybe we'll get away with this because everything he said in his defense makes zero sense. So yeah, he's uh, one of the brothers said he never had sex with Jesse Smollett. Jesse Smollett said he did have sex mm. with the dude, and they used to do cocaine together. What? Damn. And and when the other brother was homophobic and they had to sneak around huh? him, he also alleged mm. that Don Lemon from CNN tipped him off that the police didn't believe his story. He might want a lawyer to fuck up. Mm. So, um... And That's messed up on the Don. You didn't even have to bring Don Lemon into why, it. Now you jeopardizing. Why would he do that? <laughs> he broke black code and gay code. Yes. Yeah. There's a lot of codes in there. Yeah. He just stepped all over it. Damn. And if there's anybody you want on your side, it's somebody high up in the media like that. Like, you need somebody with those type of resources. You don't want somebody like that to turn that back on you. Come on, That's, man. You didn't put Don Lemon's job in jeopardy. So, what was the verdict, mm. right? What's the verdict in the Smollett trial? He did all this back and forth. Justice Smollett has been found guilty mm. on five of the six counts he was charged Damn. with, one hundred percent, and is now facing three years in prison. That's no bullshit. sentencing has been Mm-mm. scheduled just yet. See, they ain't gonna send him to jail. 
No. If they if this man goes to jail for this, this is wrong. Nobody was hurt. He the only person had bleach poured on him. No. There were resources used. Yeah, Jacqueline's right. It's the resource thing. And not only that, but he kept spitting in the state and the city's faces. You got to remember, uh, he filed this false police report. He he set this whole hoax up, you know, is what they're saying. And then when they kept giving him a chance to come clean, he, he refused. They, you know, he they said, him, look, we got your hook, line, and sinker. He was like, nah, I didn't do it. He took him hmm. to court. He filed a countersuit. Oh, and they sued him <laughs> for wasting yeah, their resources. Wow. He countersued. So he's been spitting go in hard. their faces Shit. for a long time. They might wow. give that nigga all three of them years. So did he mm. get to go home after the verdict or did they take him into custody? How did this work? He's been out the whole he's, time. He's been he? out this entire yeah. time. So yeah, he's uh he's now just facing sentencing basically. He's he's still out. He's got time to to fake his death or whatever else Hollywood bullshit he wanna get into. Yeah, he 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 literally premiered a movie last week. So they don't think he's a flight risk thing. Cause I this bill. Nah, I don't. And go where with what money? You need money to run from the police. (laughs) He doesn't have any money anymore. Okay, got it. Not run from the law money. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. He's a little too famous to be a you know to just go somewhere and be a male prostitute on the streets of Chile or some shit. Yeah, Mm. like when Russell Simmons was scared that he was going to get charged with sexual whatever the fuck from his past, he he went to Bali. Yeah. He ain't uh-huh. got living Bali non-extradition mm-hmm. non-extradition mm-hmm. money. Mm-hmm. Well, he was making he just messed his own career. Especially up, as he? a man cuz you know, he he's not in a situation to suck and mm-hmm. fuck his way to that freedom. Like like he said, mm-hmm. Russell Simmons hey. bounced. Russell Simmons ain't got no mm-hmm. use for justice money. He ain't going to fly him out there and put him up. He ain't got mm-hmm. fat enough ass and titties, you know what I'm saying? So he's in a real bad spot. Okay. Unless he can find some gay sultan somewhere that want a a, a dude like that on the team. I'm gonna I'm gonna argue that he might be able to find that nowadays, Ryan. That's all I'm saying, man. I wouldn't be shocked. I would not be shocked. Is this Fed time? This state time? Because that depends on the prison you go to. Fed is right right now as he's uh, been convicted of these felonies. He's looking at Fed time. Oh, that's day Damn. for day. That's day for I day. Can't, I cannot co-sign Yo, this. Yo, I honestly, then... I honestly just see them probating him for three years. I can't no. like giving him the three-year probation. I can't see them sending him to jail, man. That's crazy. You cannot send this man to prison. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. For fuckery, like trust me, JG. He is more. He is worth more free paying y'all half a mil. He doesn't have a half a mil for money left. Go ahead. But he, he, you ain't gonna never get the restitution. Well, the if difference in about, that though is that if he goes to prison and they force him with restitution, he'll still have to pay restitution yeah, regardless. You still gotta pay that on the back end. They might just wanna punish that nigga. They're gonna make an example out of him. I'm not saying don't punish him, but I'm saying once we're talking incarceration and we're talking the cost of incarcerating mm-hmm. him as well mm-hmm. which uh, we can check the number in a second but i think it's like fifty thousand a year for a federal inmate to clothe house and feed one inmate like is that worth it just to prove a point have you not proven your point he's unhirable i don't even think to be 
would touch Justin Smollett. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, would yeah. Bounce TV maybe? Like, <laughs> and I'm not trying to talk shit, but I'm just saying <laughs> he brings a level, and he now you remember Peanuts third. The, mm-hmm. the nigga in the in the Charlie Brown comic book that had the cloud floating around him because he was just a funky nigga. Pig pen. Yeah. Pig pen. Yeah. He's he's pig pen of black entertainment now. Mm. There's a cloud around him at least for at least for a while. Like so that's enough. You've taken it. You've taken his livelihood. He well, he's burned his own livelihood. Yeah. He just dropped a movie last week. Like I'm telling y'all, like. That's the thing about this. Like the kid is doing whatever he's doing, but there is a popular side that would agree that he is unhirable. I hear that, but I'm telling you that the dude tried to put out a movie before all this shit popped off, and he's and, and it's in the it's a it's a it's a gay movie, uh, gay B boy blues, B boy blues, and they did a whole thing last week with a big, you know, hey, Juicy directed this movie. Hey, hey, support Juicy. I don't want to see know. it. Mm. See it, what I'm saying? I don't want to see it either. I don't, so don't want to see do? it either. But it's, the a, fuck? it's a market that's going to make some money for the guy. Like, that's all I'm saying. Which like, is he's going pivoting. directly to his attorneys who failed him. And then the city of mm. Chicago and the state of Illinois. <laughs> Here we go. Thank you, DSG. The average mm. cost of a federal inmate in 2018 was... $36,000 a year. Now, Damn. is that worth it? Yes. Jacqueline. Yes. He should not have done this. I don't care what the circumstances were. I don't were. disagree with that. I'm not disagreeing with the verdict. We're talking sentencing now. Yeah. The sentencing is worth it. Day for day. All 365 times in three. the Mississippi chain gang shit are you on right now? You could just as easily give him community service. Yeah, but to Jacqueline's like, point, you could just as like, easily you know. give anybody community service. Absolutely. You can't really just... You, having some personal feeling about it, but trying to make mathematics into it. Sometimes Some people <laughs> have what? to be made an example <laughs> of, and some people have to go away when they do certain things. It's not really mm. about I don't I think he's guilty and he fucked up real bad, but he shouldn't go to jail. And uh it's that's a it's a it's like that's a it's a double-edged sword to get it into is. who who's who's guilty, who should be in prison, who's guilty, who should not be in prison. Roy, you're absolutely correct. Rod, you're absolutely correct. Ralph, you're absolutely correct. The point is he shouldn't have done it. The sentencing is through a corrupt facility a corrupt whatever you want to call it however his stardom also is going to be that double-edged sword where they gotta make an example out of him he was fucked the moment he called himself the gay tupac oh my gosh he did not say that man he was dude you know he was fucked when he decided to go out at three in the morning to a subway in Chicago in a snowstorm. Eat Who fresh. does that? Come on, bro. For real? I feel For bad. Real? Did he I feel really bad. say that? Yeah, he said that. Yeah, he said it at a <laughs> concert. 
I'll stop with this, I promise. I don't like what he did to his friends. The people who said that, you know, I know this man, I know his character. He knew all the time that he was lying. That would hurt me if one of you did that. I wouldn't talk to you anymore. And that would totally hurt me. That's wrong. I don't like that. That's another person that's embarrassed in this that might come back and hunt him. It ain't just the city of Chicago and their resources as the state of Illinois. The FBI got involved in this because it was a hate crime. So it's so he pissed true. off everybody in every yeah. level of fucking government in Illinois. And, yeah. and the FBI is yeah. not going to be embarrassed. That's pissed not how they everybody roll. but immigration. <laughs> Literally, like it's just... Well, no, the two dudes was after. Two dudes, oh, tried yeah, to, might, tried to might, deport him. Point. So yeah, ICE was involved. He might right. All right. Let's 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 keep pushing here, brother. I don't know if you had another one or if that's all we got for this week. Oh, I most definitely got another one. Uh oh. Okay. From black Talking people to talk to about white people. Uh we're talking about BBLs. What is that? A Brazilian B- butt lift. Butt lift. Oh, it's oh, yes. a very popular surgery. And right now, it's happening to camels. Huh? Mm-hmm. Huh? In Saudi Arabia, Saudi Arabian authorities have issued the largest crackdown on cosmetic procedures on camels at the annual beauty beauty pageant. What? Yeah. Oh, I didn't put that together. Oh, my God. Over 40 camels have been disqualified from this pageant where they compete for $66 million in cash Mm. prizes. For sure. They have found Damn. camels to have been giving Botox and yep. facelifts and all types of shit to make their humps plumper, their noses and <laughs> lips longer, their wow. smiles better. Bro, They're using bro. rubber bands to tighten them up in certain places and poke yes. other places out. This yes. shit is wild. They trying to get a camel a fat ass? <laughs> yeah. yeah, bro. Oh, no. Camels and then what? get plastic surgery and such to win this mm-hmm. contest. Mm-hmm. And then what? Insane. The camel wins, then what? Somebody... The, they, 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 they breed them like, a, you yeah. know, like champion racehorses. Mm-hmm. You got the prettiest camel in town. People play a lot of money for that semen or those eggs. You know what I'm saying? Where is this competition? Yeah. Saudi it's, Arabia. Uh, Saudi Arabia. It's called the money. King Abdulaziz Camel Festival. They got yeah, money. it's a part okay. of this month-long carnival they got going on over mm-hmm. this whole festival. Yeah. And a big part of it is the camel beauty pageant and people over there giving fucking camels lip injections and silicone <laughs> under <laughs> their eyes. This shit crazy. Mm-hmm. Taking their stomach out and putting it in their booty. <laughs> Taking down one hump and putting it in that in that rump. That's all they're doing, bro. I'm scared to look at photos, so I'm not going to Google that. <laughs> I'll do that. Oh, oh, after come on, man! Fact. You know you need to you need to see these I'm pretty camels, bro. I'm straight on these the camel camels, bro. with Kylie Jenner lips. I'm straight <laughs> on it. You don't want to see the Nicki Minaj camels? Come on, no. man. Bro. You We're don't want they, they got Megan the Stallion, but guess what? She's a real stallion of it, bitch. His podcast is Uncle Rod's Story Corner. I'm not going to talk about sexy animals. That's... I'm just, I'm just not. I see you sent the link third. I'm not clicking this link. I don't want to see a sexy camel. I don't. 
you scared you scared you're gonna find out something new about yourself, huh? There it is. There it is. I understand, man. It happened to me. Y'all wanna time. touch those limits, right? That's, like, that's how you find out what you're into. You start watching porn and you learn some new <laughs> things about yourself. Mm. Bro, I don't want to find out he's the bestiality. I got you. That's all. It's true. <laughs> makes sense. Podcast is he uses Uncle incognito browser story. Lady. Shut the <laughs> fuck up. His <laughs> <laughs> podcast what? is Uncle Rod's Story Corner. I'm so lost. You can get it wherever you download podcasts. Rod, happy holidays to you, brother. Merry Christmas. And, um, happy holidays we'll to everybody. Together. Take care, Rod. Except Jacqueline. <gasps> Why is he doing that? <laughs> Scam of the week time. I want to bring my brother in here now. <laughs> he said Scam of the week. I want to bring my brother. <laughs> well, Jay Wood, this is my, my brother, brother, Justin, everybody. Yes, um, please, please, please. How you doing, sir? Jacqueline, I didn't know this is who you were. <laughs> I didn't know. I'm so equipped. Jacqueline, you are into cruel and unusual punishment. I can't get with that. (laughs) You hated your brother out, even though it was years ago. Get her. Even though it was years ago. Get her. Lord have mercy, Jacqueline. I mean, I I don't. Is this who you are? So, are you trying to tell me you don't love me anymore? I I, I love you, Jacqueline. Okay, I do. You. <laughs> As you can see, these two have history. I'm uh, a fan of you. I was about to say, I'm a fan so, of your brother, and I instantly feel like I'm on the outside looking in. Like this is this oh is great. I'm we, such a fan. Oh, my brother is far more opinionated than me. Very. Spends a lot of his downtime arguing with strangers, and I've, <laughs> I've, I've tried a lot of different ways to get him to channel this into more productive avenues or in proper ways, and we're gonna we're gonna work on that in twenty twenty two. Got that um, right. He's seen a lot of people cut corners in this world, and that's why I specifically wanted you for this <laughs> segment, Justin. Now awesome. I know you've seen a lot of different scams run at a lot of the various jobs that you've worked. Now, yes. before you begin, let me let me just lay down the rules of this show. Okay. If you admit to anything to which the statute of limitations hasn't passed, we will mm. submit this audio to whatever the fuck authority asks for. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's nothing we against you, but I ain't gonna lose my show because, yeah, one time nigga got murdered behind the Wendy's and we just kept... <laughs> Okay, I want I want you as best you can, and I know that there might be other scams in your head that you want to share that you've seen over the years of employment. But yeah. I want you to break down. This is the one I found most fascinating in our past conversations. Break down for JG and Ralph as best you can when you worked on the auto assembly line for a major auto manufacturer who we will not name. <laughs> for a major auto manufacturer who we will not name. I got you. <laughs> Explain to them how everybody was fucking <gasps> in this goddamn place. How, like, like third. So, so, so we were talking at the beginning of the show yeah. about Jalen Rose and Molly Quirin getting a divorce, and they work together, right? And they get a divorce. I didn't yeah, know yeah, either. Yeah, see, see. So uh, she's so fine. I'm in the game, bro. <laughs> 
I'm sorry. Go ahead. This this idea <laughs> we're talking about like just people openly dating within jobs, right? And then yeah. a job as corporate as ESPN that you probably got to fill out paperwork before you can ask somebody out on a date. And then there's casual shit like a Golden Corral where everybody knows you're dating and it's not an HR issue because you're just both good people. But at this auto manufacturing line, mm-hmm. it was just known, Jacqueline, mm. that everybody's fucking. It, it, oh, okay, so... Um, How did this culture start? And the cars kept getting made. Like It's not like this created... Okay, so <laughs> this is the thing. Um... <laughs> It's almost as if this one automaker promotes this behavior. And it's and it's really not as if they do, they actually do. Huh? I want to say this out on the outset. I'm still affiliated with the gang, but I'm not with the gang anymore. The gang was like, uh, you can't be gang anymore, but you can make runs for the gang. So I'm trying to, you know, but that's neither here nor there. So and that's why we're treading softly. Right, right, this. right. Okay. Because this is just a question about culture. Mm -hmm. This is just workplace culture. You boys is good. So let's just say that this particular gang uh, was in uh, Chicago, but it's not literally there. Okay. Um, That's where the headquarters would be, hypothetically speaking. Hypothetically speaking. There you go. I no longer work in Chicago. Uh, They sent me elsewhere because I'm a troublemaker. (laughs) <laughs> and so what ended up happening when I got there, they showed you this video like, um, you know, we promote a family atmosphere. Mm-hmm. You know, Sharon works in accounts receivable and her husband is the manager for the line and their son works in the garage, you know, like that. Right. Yeah. So they encourage it, but they don't got you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So you see a lot of, men who are making uh, fair sums of money um, and they have to work many hours. One of their hustles is working overtime mm-hmm. um, by pushing a dust mop and you're still getting paid like you're on the line. But that's neither here nor there. I'm not oh. telling anybody. It's business. a great job. It's great money. It's yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's great it's money. money. It's solid. Right, it's solid. right. Yeah. right. Dang, man, they're going to see this. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, 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 like, just imagine I work on a shift and I never see the girls that work on the shift that comes behind me. Right. Uh But I decide to work over on this one day. And dang, man, Charlotte over there on on, on line three is is kind of let me go. Let me take my dust mop over there. I mean, I know I got off at six, but I think I'm going to get off at 10 today. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. So, Mm. So, you know. You go over there, you're talking to Charlotte. Next thing you know, two years later, you got a child. What? That was fast. It happens. But this time, you know what I'm saying? You back, you back, you know what I'm saying? You back in the same plant, you know what I'm saying? And it's a new girl working on line six. And it's like, you know, they done moved Charlotte out the building since y'all got a kid together. They can't Um. have y'all. You you understand what I'm saying, Mm -hmm. right, Jacqueline? They can't have you in the same area together. So what do you do? You create a new baby with Sharika, with Sharika. And then they just keep, there's men in there with four baby mamas and they all work in the plant. Fuck. So, so the plant, so the plant is like the club. It's like the, the plant club. is like the club. Hey, hey, bro, we had this term. We had this term for a couple of chicks in there. Jacqueline, cover your ears. Yes, you're, 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 you're oh. delicate. You're delicate. Oh. Cover your ears. Are your ears oh, covered, wow. Jacqueline? Are your yeah. ears covered? Oh, he's good. Okay. She took her headphones. He there's, there's a term, there's a term that we have called plant pussy. 
and mm, okay, you can put your headphones back, Jacqueline. <laughs> yeah, you can put them. Okay. good. Okay, mm. okay. And so, so we call that, them, that call them double for, P's, right? Mm. Yeah, yeah, the double P's. They get around. I mean, but you got you got. I mean, and it's the same term for brothers that get around. Mm. Um, I'll say that yeah, the, if P, I the did, P's, they, the P's still apply. The P's, yeah, still the P's still apply. So I dated someone in the plant. We we broke up, and now they're dating someone that was at the plant. When you and this girl started officially being a couple, was there ever a conversation to be had with HR? Did HR ever say, hey, if y'all down there getting all the lines pregnant? What? Okay, so but what happened like, was... When you have a baby with a co-worker, do you have to, like, formally... Is there a, hey, we fucking form? J97-2 form? It depends on how... It depends on how the news travels and mm. who the news travels to mm-hmm. and who and who the news is about correct wow. so they'll have they may have wow. the same plant or in the same okay let's just say there's four buildings uh-huh. they may keep you in building two and move you to building two line eight and move the uh impregnator to <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to be, you know, it's it's the it's 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 the times we live in. We can't call them what they are. Um, but we move them to uh we'll move you from the same line. If y'all were both on line eight, I'll move the impregnator from line eight to line two. So now she has a uh, a further walk, right? Eventually, what's gonna happen is she's no longer gonna be there because she's gonna drop a baby. And when you get married in there, they move you to another building. Mm-hmm. Like it's like it's all I mean, like when I tell you it's deep. It's like you got prostitution in there. Like you got. What? <laughs> Are you serious? If you want to play, you got to pay. Oh. It's like, but you got some girls who got, you know, I got kids and I'm trying to be virtuous enough. Just slide at 150. Oh. But, <laughs> trying to be but, virtuous. But, but, and, but when you come in there and when I'm telling you this girl been working there for eight months, but she got trussles all the way down her back. Nails on, and you barely see her lift a finger. That's fifteen hundred. Oh, wow! Fifteen hundred is a lot. That's a lot to pay for some on is the clock coochie. <laughs> if, if they make it, if they make it enough scratch, somebody's going. Somebody's paying Unshowered. it. Showered. You have you seen an auto plant? My fucking sweating and goggles and hard hats. I'll say this: out of ten women in there, out of out of ten women in there, seven of them look like grizzlies. The other three, you Damn. make that do that all you want to, Jacqueline. <laughs> but the other three, the other three are banging. I mean, like extra, extra bad. When you see somebody the first time, they may not be that damn cute. But like when you work in the long shifts and stuff like that, how sometimes, sometimes that seven, yeah, that seven for one fifty don't look that bad, does she? Like I mean, it changes the game. A four become a seven real fast. Four becomes a seven at two in the morning, bro. You can tell who got juice and who don't. Like you can tell, like who, like nah, she just ugly because she ugly, oh. and like man, nah, she just she she's not cute because she in here right now. You know what I mean? Yeah, so she just at work ugly. Yeah, at work Dang. ugly. At work fair. ugly. You don't, you don't know what at work ugly is? Yeah, at work ugly is like airplane ugly, like because you had a six a.m. flight. You're fine, right. but it's a six a.m. Mm-hmm. flight, okay. so you just didn't try. Okay. Bro, I ain't expecting no miracles at six in the morning. I get it. I got a whole nother mm. question. Justin, how's your heart? Um, I'll be fine. I'll survive. Uh, you know, we had a conversation about this in Denver. Uh, we broke up earlier um, in the year. 
they're dealing with somebody else now. Uh, they're engaged to be married, and um, you know what I mean? Uh, life's going to happen for them. You know, life just keeps on life, and that's cool. Let me ask you a mm. final question about that, yeah. because now you present an even more awkward layer. Yeah. Mm. Let's say you're dating, not fucking, you're dating someone. And then yeah. they do the building, they move you to two different buildings. Yeah. And then she starts dating a new nigga. Yeah. And then, then they get split into two different buildings. Yeah. Can he come back to your building or can she come back? Because y'all are no longer fucking. No, can she yeah, come no. back to your building or do they have to figure out how to keep all three of y'all? This seems like a scheduling fucking nightmare for a supervisor. An HR nightmare. I mean, see now, and, 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 that's, and, that, and, and that's why I say it depends on who the news travels to, where the news travels and all that. I mean, maybe I know too much as your brother. But as yeah. a supervisor, I would not want two people together who broke up. And I definitely don't mm. want you working with her new boyfriend. Just just on the strength of just, so, I'm so trying to make thing. cars, my nigga. And y'all over <laughs> here right. arguing about so, so, a girl. I mean, it depends on, you know, luckily enough for me, in the immediate, in the, I mean, be, I mean, in immediacy of the situation, I was no longer in Chicago. You know, I was now in San Antonio. <laughs> and so it's like, it's, it. You don't have to deal with it on the daily basis, which mm. then makes it easier to move on. Mm. Um, just, yes. you know, outwardly, I deal with somebody else now, you know what I mean? And we've had to work through these uh, through these things. Um, and, and that's the thing, like, like, even though these things happen in these places, they don't really tell you how you are going to be affected. It's still, it's, no, it's they still don't. life. You know what I'm saying? That's, so, that's, that's, thank you for saying that, Jeff. Yeah. That is, because, like, I mean, I, I've spoken on it before, but the first place that I worked coming out of college, yeah, openly in HR, openly encouraged dating within yes. the building. Mm -hmm. And they used to keep a list in the elevator of all the people who had met and married since the company had began yeah, man. Oh my God. in a small-ass building. Oh, my and God, so, yes. you know, you got friends of yours telling you, man, you can't date at the job. You can't date at the job. And then you're like, yeah, well, the head of HR was telling me that uh, there's a girl on the fourth floor who thinks I'm cute. So I'm going to go holler mm. at the girl and see what happens. Right. But, like, the, the long-term learn in that, um, at least for me, it was like there was a period of my life where I really did think that I was pimping, like because I had women on every floor, like I was <laughs> quite the whore. What? But I, at the time, I thought I was killing the game. But as I right. got older, right. and I look back, I realized that a lot of my relationships weren't really relationships as much as they were just like moments of convenience. Like I just happened to oh. know somebody at the right time, type shit. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. And if I and, and more importantly, if I would have never worked in that building, almost like you saying, mm. if you don't work in the first or the second building, you don't meet the girls in three and four. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? Right. So like after a while, what you end up learning is that when you don't leave that environment, that becomes your life. That right. becomes that becomes all the women that you date. That mm -hmm. becomes all the people that's your friends, all that shit. And then when you leave that job for a minute, yeah, yep. all of a sudden it's like, oh shit, what do I do? Right. Because you don't want to go back there because the people who still have the job right. feel very strongly about that job. You know what I'm and saying? They feel very strongly about that job. It's like um you have to keep your poise. But mm -hmm. at yeah. the same time, and 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 this is the um uh, this is a credit to um therapy. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, yes. You know yes. what I'm saying? This is a, this is a credit to therapy, but this is also a credit to uh being intentional about it mm. uh the person i deal with now um 
doesn't work in the auto and it doesn't work in 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 heavy industry thank god uh-huh mm-hmm. she she get how i am like we both pisces so she get how i, I ain't on that on like no cosmic shit or nothing like that but what's <laughs> funny is I, I call myself trying to um trying to uh move past the situation in a uh, weird type way and she went like when i when i was i was really going to be on some fuck nigga shit and she turned out she was like mad solid and I was like, I mean, like, I'm going through this shit, and you like, you best. Yeah. Hey, Justin, I'm going to tell you something. You ain't going to like what I'm going to say. Jacqueline's going to love it. But I'm going to tell you something. You ain't going to like it. When I was, when I ran across a woman like you, like you talking about in the same almost situation, you know what happened to me, right? But I, I married her. Don't you put that evil on me, Ricky <laughs> I married her. <laughs> Don't you put that evil on me, Ricky? I'm Bobby. just telling you, bro. I'm just telling you. And look, look. The first time somebody said something to me like that, I was, I was like, man, that's the scariest shit everybody ever said to me in my life. Please don't tell me that shit. And you know, uh, they were right. So I'm telling you, man, that's the way it works. That's that's the that's the way it works. The person that they're involved with now, I, I know a lot of times we like to say that our coworkers aren't friends and all this stuff. I consider this person a friend, but we had a falling out, which made it kind of easier for him to, you know. I guess bond with her um, sons us. He was already waiting. Let me just go ahead and mm. tell you that right now. Okay. That's the other side. That's the other side. You said earlier, that's a problem that jobs don't tell you what the relationships have an effect but, on you at the right, job. Right. Mm. That's, that's that whole other part. It's not necessarily that anybody is right or wrong. It's just, it hurts, right? Yeah. But when you work with a person or work near a person or close to a person, it affects you a lot more. Um, and we don't talk about that. And 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 the people who um, are at these jobs promoting these things don't tell you that. Like, and That's you right. have a kid with a person online too. Now that person's got to get moved to paint shop. You talking all bad about them once y'all break up and all of this shit. But y'all still gotta, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's you still gotta talk, man. There is a woman early in my career who I consider like my my mom. She she looked me out. And when she retired from that place that I used to work, I had just gotten married. Mm -hmm. So I wanted her to meet my wife, my wife. She told me, she was like, you know, my long career at that building, my biggest regret is you. And I was like, really? Mm. She said, because when I saw you running around in the building and dating and doing all the stuff that you was doing, you were still getting your work done, but you were running around. And when it came time for me to tell you, you know, hey, they're going to judge your character more than they're going to judge your work. I never had a chance to tell you. Mm. So when you are in those situations, like most of the time, and, it's not, and again, it's something a job never tells you. Right. Like ultimately, it's about employment. And that's some real shit because a lot of people don't normally get the date at work. Most people, they always tell you that they don't. And then when they do do it, that like it's some extra taboo type shit. Right. It's totally different when you work somewhere and they encourage that shit, right? Right. But it's really more of a mind fuck, if I'm being honest, because they want you to stay in that mentality of working mm -hmm. and coming to work without really thinking about how many hours you're putting in. Mm -hmm. That's what they do. Right. You know what I'm saying? But what they don't tell you is the effect that it's going to have on your life. If you if you like you said, like if you leave or you go away, there's there's real effects that happen to that. And it ain't just for the, you know, the male to female relationship. It's the male to male relationship as well. It's all your relationships. And they, and they don't wow. talk about that. Stuff, That's man. exactly right. Um, because they, they, what they sell it as, Ralph, is a um, family environment. Family right? environment, you know that's right. And, and and this is a place where you can come meet the love of your life, and you can come mm -hmm. live your life, right? Mm -hmm. um, but, in re <clears throat> but in reality, it's just like you said, you get caught up in that cycle. 
you caught up That's in right. that cycle. Um, I worked with some people at that place that to this day I love, and we haven't had conversations since then, and I still love them. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I don't have any ill will towards them. You know what I mean? It, it, it in, in the moment that things happen, it just hurts. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, but that's life. Um, you know, I, I decided, you know I mean? The date where I was at, I decided I, I made a whole bunch of decisions and I have to be accountable mm-hmm. for that. Right. And so, what but at the you? same time, yeah, Jacqueline, let's, let's not pretend that I'm mature. Okay. I don't oh. want, let's not, let's <laughs> no, not, no, this therapy, not I like this new therapy, little brother. Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> oh. But, um, but at the same time, um, I'm not going to discourage anybody from not dating at work. And this is why. Maybe if I hadn't done what I had done, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be dealing with the person that I'm dealing with now. Yeah, um, and, and starting to reckon like she, and what I'm saying is I don't mean literally in, um, she, 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 she kicks my ass into gear and I have to I consistently check myself. And there's a lot of things. There's a lot of bags that I'm carrying and, and, and folks out there, when you're working and dating with a person, once that shit is over, it's going to be a lot of baggage, mm. a whole bunch of it. And you're going to have to deal with it. And you're going to have to unpack it. And you're going to have to be intentional about it. Mm. Um, and, and they're in the HR department in the world that will fucking help you. Right. It, it, they're it, in the they HR department. You. They're in a job. There ain't nobody at that job that's going to sit up and talk to you about this shit. Even though they're going to show you videos and encourage you, put signs up in the building, tell you it's all right, all that shit. You can go and register the damn relationship. But he is 100% correct. I I feel that shit for real, bro. That's the biggest scam ever. Fuck that. Oh. I can't tell you how many girls they, how many girls they was in there laughing at, laughing at because they was crying, crying and pregnant, and laughing at them. And see, and I was, I was right along with them. I was right along. Look at my little ass and over mm. there in the corner. I was over there in the corner crying, boy, crying my eyes out, boy, like a little baby. And I'm talking about talking about them girls. They look at me, boy. But see, I'm better now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you be talking about the folks at work they see they shouldn't have been shouldn't have been in where they i mean shouldn't where they was in mm-hmm. and you they never know you it's know. gonna be you then it turned mm-hmm. out to be you and mm-hmm. look at my punk ass <laughs> scam of the week <laughs> i knew you would be the perfect person to break this scam down oh hey hey and one time y'all see him in my background shots out to pleasant grove high school they made it to their third straight state championship lost their third all state right. championship but it's all good we want to shout out brother daryl lebeau you keep doing what you're doing out there in pleasant grove man and shouts out to you jacqueline for uh uh uh, uh i want you to go to law school get your law degree so i can get you disbarred because you are out of you gotta make me go to law school to get me this wrong out here. You are wrong out here. Oh my god, I want to forget this day ever happened. I found out these things about you. He is an alum of Pleasant Grove football in Alabama AM, and he is one of the hardest working and brightest and smartest. And yes. somehow and still the most chaotic nigga I've ever known. <laughs> oh my God. These are factoids. These are factoids. I, you know what? I know I'm gonna get in trouble when I hear the, when 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 people hear this uh this podcast. I, like, I don't know which one you're gonna be most scared of or your girl, but one of mm. them Man, mm. look, no, oh, look. I, I feel like it's four people I should be afraid of. Like mm. 
No, they in love, man. They get married. They ain't okay, still so no more. I can't yeah. worry about you. Yeah, they in marriage, guys. Yeah, you yeah, good, you man. You good. You good with them. Once they married, you good, good, man. Yeah. Yeah, they, yeah. Trust me, it all changes real fast. There it is, man. Well, I love all you, right. brother. Appreciate you for coming love on, too, man. man. I'll Peace see you when I get back. Nice to meet you, Merry Christmas. Christmas, Merry. Merry Christmas. Oh, yep. <laughs> oh wow. Bye, y'all. Peace. Bye. Oh. He's the sweetest. He's the sweetest. So, that's the show, man. This was good. I'm happy we did this. I feel like we learned a lot. Um, didn't expect Justin to get that deep and open. Jacqueline, you be bringing that out of people. You be bringing that right? more. That boy to open up. That was a He's bad a breakup for you. That was I know. a bad breakup oh. at the time. Once you find somebody that you can spend copious amounts of time around and you don't want to kill them, that's when you get married. We'll save it for Rob's relationship, pair. Um, mm. Yeah. We wish y'all nothing but a happy whatever you celebrate. Yeah, we mm. covered it. That works yeah. out. That covers everything. Roy's Job Fair is a product of Comedy Central, iHeartRadio, and South Park and Princeton Productions. Hey, if you've ever enjoyed this show, if you've ever chuckled, and we don't ask you for this often, but this is your chance to give me, JG, and third, a Christmas gift. Rate and review the show. Just pop in there, give us five stars, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to the show. If you're able to rate and leave a comment, please do that for us, just for the holiday. That's your gift to us. Aight? There, we did it. Another one in the books. We'll see you all in 2022 and uh, turn to the new year next week, uh, next couple of weeks we'll do some best of episodes. Uh, and that's it, man. Word. Yay. We've done it. Mm. This has been a Comedy Central podcast. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. John Stewart is back at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.